What's happening? What's happening? I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. I just stare at my desk. But it looks like I'm working. It's Stone's Daily Dose. Give me the maximum allowable human dosage. Available for download at 6 a.m. Figure out what will kill me and then back it off a little bit. When you say something, it's your word. It's something that you mean. It's something that you're, it's a value. And if you don't believe in it, you shouldn't endorse it. Weekdays at 6 a.m. at stoneonair.com. All right. Might be the first and last edition of the Daily Dose for your November 2nd, 2016. My name is Brian Stone. Thank you. For grabbing the show any way that you find it out there, either through podcasting apps or online at stoneonair.com or the SoundCloud page, whichever one works for you. A week from right now, we will wake up and we will have a brand new president in the United States of America. And if you think that that somehow all of a sudden is going to just make this bleep show go away and we'll go back to normal, you're crazy. So uh, interested to see how uh, all this will go down a week from right now. This quick little thrown together daily dose was put together through motivation of audio released from the Chattanooga Times Repress uh, just yesterday evening from a uh, police ride in the back seat of a car that Bobby Stone took the night or the early morning hours, late night, Friday night into Saturday morning back on May 20th into 21st. After this entire tangled web of a of a very, um, I don't know if interesting or sad or corrupt. I don't know what the right word is, but certainly a story that it needs not be uh, ignored. And I figured what we would do is it was a seven and a half minute or so audio clip that you might or might not have had time to sit down and listen to the whole thing. I cut up about six of those clips, and I'm going to play them for you here in just about ten minutes or less from right now and have a little commentary on it. And what I found so interesting about this audio is that it was coming within an hour or two after all this went down. So what you would imagine to be a very emotional situation, to say the least, and um, the way that the story was described, I thought was worth just breaking down a little bit. But let's start from the beginning because there's also another angle to this that I thought was quite interesting, and part of that is the media coverage, or the lack thereof, from the beginning of this story back in late May. And I don't mean to make this about me, but I sometimes you wonder why things happen, and then it takes you a little while, and then you look back and you start thinking, huh, maybe that had something to do with it. Of course, if you don't know or don't remember, I was fired from Talk Radio 102.3 on June 24th of this year. So let's back up. Let's start May 20th. Something goes on on a Friday night. It is a dinner party with Bobby Stone and Lacey Stone and Fred Fletcher and his wife and some other people. It's a you know couple's dinner party. Most of the guests leave. Then there's a scuffle. Then there's an issue. Uh, May 21st, Bobby Stone is taken to the police station late that night, early morning, to make a statement. Basically what happened, there's an argument. There's a, I want to see your phone. I won't let you see it. Rock goes through a window. There you go. Whatever. Just an argument between a husband and wife. Does it mean anything? Well, we'll find out. On May 23rd, Robert T. Nash, it'll be Monday morning, messages me with most of the facts that we all know now, and that was two days later. I mean, I bring this to Jeff Stiles at Talk Radio 102.3. Basically says, yeah, nothing to see here. I bring it to Bill Lockhart. Yeah, nothing to see here. 
Jeff is very good friends with Bobby Stone. Brian Joyce is in the back pocket of the mayor. They don't sit do anything with it. They sit on the story. Over the next week, the Chattanoogan reports this story officially on their website. Days after Robert T. Nash had spent a majority of his time, if maybe not putting out exact facts, insinuating and implying many things, all of which are mostly in this Chattanoogan.com report, all of which ended up being true. In the hallways of Talk Radio 102.3, snickering and laughing. Can you believe this illegitimate news source going with this clown's information? Of course, Robert T. Nash being enemy number one because he digs up the dirt and there's a lot of people that got a lot of dirt that don't want them to know. About this time and within the next week or two, the TBI gets involved. This is directly from the motion to dismiss from Neil Pinkston, the district attorney general from a couple of weeks ago. But this is from his report several days after the incident. Lacey Stone was interviewed by the special victims unit. She also interviewed by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Each of her statements contain minor and major inconsistencies. On Tuesday of that week, May 24th, I was filling in for Jeff Stiles on Talk Radio 102.3. I spent an entire segment on this, only one, knowing that my bosses might not like this idea. So I tried to be vague, but I wasn't really all that vague in the end. And this might start to make me realize why maybe people were trying to snoop around into some of my private messaging. There seems to be a web, an entangled web of a story here. I've heard a lot of different things. I don't know how much of it was on the record or how much it was off the record. Considering we have an election for the mayor coming up, a re-election in the spring of 17, this is a story worth following. It took two or three days for any media outlet to finally announce it. And there is a person on Facebook who has three initials. We all have three initials. But you don't know what my three initials are, do you? The person who has three initials that I'm talking about you know exactly who that person is. And if you're interested in this story, if you want to know, there's a person with three initials on Facebook who is following this every step of the way. About three weeks from that, actually, no, it'd be about four weeks, right out to the day, as a matter of fact. One month to the day later, on June 24th, 2016, I was fired from Talk Radio 102.3. Brian Stone on the Daily Dose. Thank you for finding the show. I was fired after somebody had hacked into my messaging, private messaging of Facebook, and pulled my conversations with Robert T. Nash going back an entire year. Yeah, those puzzle pieces are starting to fit together just a little bit. I continue here several months uh, later as the hearings for the court appearance for Bobby Stone continues to get delayed and continues to get delayed. Just about 10 days ago, he was officially dismissed of all charges. I have the entire motion to dismiss here from Neil Pinkston, the district attorney general. I read a little bit of it a minute ago. I won't go into all that, but I read through that. And here's this story from the Times Free Press, who I will take a hats off and say, while most of the media organizations in this city, especially the talk radio station of record, uh, continue to ignore this, they have not and have stayed on top of it very much. So, and, I, and, and most of my information from the last couple of months has come from the Times Free Press. This is from the story from 10 days ago. This is outside the courtroom. Bobby Stone had a message. This was after he was, uh, his, he was dismissed of, of all charges. Quote, the fact is, Mayor Andy Burke had an inappropriate relationship with my wife, and he and his staff conspired with CPD Chief Fred Fletcher to have me falsely arrested so they could cover that back up. 
And that leads us basically to where we are now. The TBI has an investigation as to whether the CPD and the mayor or any other kind of officials tried to get in the way of this organ of this investigation. Um, there's obviously been stories that have been changed. There was an emotional night. There was unconventional ways of reporting what could be considered domestic abuse or domestic assault by calling friends that are parts of the CPD. Lots, lots of parts here that aren't normal. So nothing really new right now. But what we will get sooner than later is the TBI official reports. And when we get that, we'll get a better idea of this. Now, what, am I, what is my motivation here? What is my point today with the Daily Dose? Well, first of all, to catch up on some of this. Part of it is I've put together the pieces as to why maybe somebody was so interested in who I might have been talking to in a private manner over at Talk Radio 102.3, kind of exposing the fraudulent nature that is the mainstream the traditional media in this city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, whether it be TV, print, online, or radio, which there's, again, only one station of record, and they have they have no news reporters, they have no news gatherers. They just find information the same way you and me do and then report it. And if they don't like what they hear from potential sources, they pretend like they didn't hear it, once again exposing them for the frauds that they are. But yesterday, the Times Free Press, who has done an incredible job of keeping up with this, released audio from the back seat of the police car that Bobby Stone was in. Now, do I care about Bobby Stone? No, don't care about him at all. But I thought this was interesting, the way he lays it out. Shortly after the these alleged incidents happened, he was on a cell phone talking to what I can only imagine is a friend of his, not officially arrested, just being taken down to the precinct for a statement. This is what Bobby Stone says on the phone call as to why the police were involved. Uh. I made the mistake of calling Fred Fletcher, the police chief, who's my friend, was over at my house tonight, and, and mentioned to him about my wife. And because I did that, you know, he had to file a report. So, well, because he's, you know, he's a by-the-book guy. And I guess saying that Chief Fletcher is by the book would be considered a win in the CPD and the government of Chattanooga's eyes. He continues and explains why he's going downtown and that he might get arrested. So, they're, you know, cops just head over the house and they're taking me to downtown to file a report. God knows, I, mean, I might end up getting arrested or whatever, I don't know. I didn't do anything, but... And as it turns out, based on the motion to dismiss, based by the law's eyes, it looks like maybe he didn't, quote-unquote, do anything. Bobby Stone on the phone in the backseat of that police car in the early morning hours of May 21st gives an overview of what happened between him and his wife to the person on the other end of a phone call that he was making at the time. Uh, well, you know, we tussled, so this has been going on for a couple of weeks. I caught her kissing the mayor. By all accounts, it was about that time that uh, she sped off in a car or something to that effect. He threw a rock through the back of the window of the car as she left what would appear her next stop was 
uh, Chief Fletcher's home. He goes on to tell his friend on the phone what Lacey Stone, his wife, might say and how this might play out. So she's probably going to say I hit her, which I didn't. Bobby continues on the phone in the back of the police car on May 21st, early morning hours, and explains why his wife went directly to the chief of police, Fred Fletcher. Well, she went over to Fred's house, I guess because it was close. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if Fred believes her or not, but Fred's like a totally by-the-book guy, so because he told me, so like, well, you know, y'all called me and she called me, and so... I'm going to have to phone this in, which is disturbing. But, you know. I, I can't say that I agree with Bobby Stone that that is disturbing. I actually have more and more faith in the police department around here now that I hear that uh, Fred Fletcher wants to go by the book, at least in scenarios like that, even when his friends are involved. The final cut I have here from that seven-and-a-half-minute video released by the Times Free Press yesterday afternoon. You can find it at their website or on YouTube.com, uh, or you can just listen to here the pertinent cuts. Um, what he will do, at least at this time, what Bobby is going to plan on doing, um, again, this is hours after it happened, so a lot of things hadn't processed yet, but this is his initial thoughts on how he was going to handle this going forward. So, I'll be visiting Don Morton on Monday. I'm gonna do is go to her. I'm gonna get done and grab something a little piece. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you your car and I'm gonna give you $500 to fix your window. Uh, and I'm not gonna mention this to the news media. Uh, you go on and have your shitty life. Well, he told her, huh? She can go on with her expletive deleted life. So to put the final touches on this segment and a couple of headlines as you get your Wednesday, November 2nd underway, the investigative file released after the charges were dismissed in court largely reiterates details that have already been disclosed in this case. Many of them we talked about back in May and June before I was fired, but does shed some new light. This is from Times Free Press just yesterday. Here is a wrap-up of details. Bobby Stone had blood on his shorts and his T-shirt was torn when police arrived at his home. He told police that it was his own blood. Bobby Stone made phone calls from the back of the police car. We heard all that. Lacey Stone repeatedly told officers she was worried about her reputation and career and said she did not want to pursue charges. Lacey Stone spoke with police on the night of the incident but then failed to show for a scheduled follow-up interview. She later did meet with police. And Lacey Stone told police her husband did check the text on her phone and became irate when he couldn't find proof of an affair. She said he accused her of using an app to hide her communications. And maybe that's where the WhatsApp thing comes in, which is a whole nother story, which doesn't hold much water to begin with. So he said he couldn't get to the phone and she was chatting with the mayor. And she says he got to my phone, read all of it, and then was mad because he didn't find what he was looking for. Somebody is lying. This is the Daily Dose for November 2nd, 2016. Uh, other news around the area and the world. Chicago Cubs forced Game 7. Of course they did. 
Nine to three, they beat Cleveland last night. Game seven is tonight on Fox TV. A gas line explosion in Helena, Alabama, will cause your mother and your coworkers and dullards on social media to try to trick you and fear monger you into thinking you're going to run out of gas. It wasn't true two months ago, and it's likely not true now. An ABC poll says the president of the United States race between those two, the man and that woman, is virtually tied this time in their most recent poll. Carta on election day here in town will be offering free bus rides to help facilitate election day. So that's cool stuff here locally. And then one more, as I call it a morning, Fox News reports that North Korea is preparing for another ballistic missile launch soon. Aren't you excited about all of that? That's all I got. Thank you for finding the podcast. Will there be more of this on a daily basis? Might, might not. At Stone On Air on all social medias. Hit me up. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me how you want to hear it and which way that you listen to it. I'd appreciate any interaction, any feedback. Constructive criticism is something I do very well with. You guys have a good Wednesday. We'll do it again soon. And the truth is out there somewhere. You just have to weed through all the damn liars to find it. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your Wednesday. It's Stone's Daily Dose. What if we're still doing this when we're 50? It would be nice to have that kind of job security. At stoneonair.com. Stone on Air.